right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after, but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Why, hello, Snow Angels. Ooh, she's getting a little Sebastian sounding today. How are you, my love? I'm okay, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Wasn't most of the week, but... Today, we're feeling on a new high, so oh, yeah. I'm taking it. I'm wearing my Ash Nico shirt. We jammed out this morning. Hell I yeah. had so much good food. We're mm-hmm. here for it. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> I'm so excited. Alyssa and I usually always have breakfast before we start recording because two hangry bitches don't make for two happy bitches. Wow, that was a really good line. <laughs> I'm living. I'm living. All right, what are we talking about today? Resume work, which Woo! I know that we prefaced last week in our episode uh, that the whole month of kind of January and February is going to be all about kind of setting yourself up for success to get a new job, mm-hmm. which we're both in the middle and midst of doing, which is why this topic was so relevant and we thought it was perfect. So this week we're talking about resume work, which is something <laughs> we hate doing. <laughs> yes. One, we hate doing. Two, I've been in the midst of doing, so it felt super, super relevant to do this topic. I procrastinated. <laughs> she did. She did. But that's okay. You got me. So now when you go to do your resume, you have all these beautiful points. I know. You, like, wrote it out perfectly. Now. I know. I mean, I think my resume is already fairly decent because I modernized mine. Mm. Um, but let's talk about what a resume is because, like... It's a stupid word. It's it's resume, but with an accent. <laughs> resume. Resume. All right. So resume is like a formal document. It's not like it is a formal document that a job applicant creates to itemize their qualifications for a position. Yep. This is your ticket to getting a job. Yeah. Um, which is great and also sucks. <laughs> you know what I hate? Cover letters. Oh. The worst! I'm like, why? Why? I just spent three hours writing up my fucking resume, and you want a couple of sentences why I want to work here? Go fuck it. I typically don't do cover letters. I literally, I will, they're like, oh, requires cover letter, and I'm like, oh, pass. Yeah, I don't, I genuinely don't think cover letters matter for my qualifications. You should be able to look at my resume and figure it out. They literally don't do anything. No. I, it's just like why you want to apply there. I don't have a why. I would like a fucking job to make money to pay my bills and get Starbucks, okay? That's when the That's what I want. don't want that. So, like... I have to actually like your you values. Really- <laughs> Even though you don't value me? Oh, weird. Sorry. <laughs> a little salty. is showing Ooh! this episode. Anyway, we're not talking about cover letters. We're skipping that shit. So yep. resumes, resume work. Yeah. You just said you <sighs> just finished updating yours. Tell I me hate how that life. process went. I fucking hate my life. So I probably spent, like you said, a good three fucking hours like editing the shit out of this thing. It takes so long, I think, because you're also like I use a thesaurus, so I <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I do this. What's a great smart work word for that? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I put so. I, like, wrote it out as if, like, I write things, and then I had to go in and put a bunch of corporate jargon because yeah, otherwise I wasn't going to be seen. Oh, yes, I execute and maintain. Oh, my God. Ugh, I organize the scheduling. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> so I hated my life. Uh, I spent a good, like, three hours editing my resume. Um and honestly, putting my resume together, I put it off just as much as I put off folding my fucking laundry. Uh. <laughs> it's really right there with it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would love to look for a new job, but I know that my resume needs updating. And I did laundry instead of doing my resume. 
So that tells you guys that Alyssa would rather do laundry than do her resume because we all know how much she hates laundry. Yeah, I don't use hate very often, but laundry and folding is definitely one of them. One of the one of them that gets it. Resumes right in there next to it. Yeah. Um, so I went through this, I finally got it all done, and then I had my spouse look at it, who's been in the corporate world for quite some time. Pretty much since he's been in college. He's been in the corporate world. <sighs> ten out of ten. Do not recommend. And I was not a fan of having my spouse look at my resume. Really? He ripped this thing apart. Oh. Yeah. And so sweet about it. And he's like, I mean, baby, if you do. I was like, shut up. You're like, I just spent three hours of my <laughs> life. You're making me cry. <laughs> what the hell? But I do think that it is helpful to have a second set of eyes. Absolutely. As somebody who has torn somebody else's resume apart, it's kind of hard because you do want to use the jargon. You want to make yourself a joke for management, and we'll talk about that more. But you have to use certain words, Mm -hmm. and your resume should look a certain way, and, like, you know, not use certain things. Right. So you kind of do need that, like, was it peer review? Yeah, absolutely. And, And I totally appreciated it. I wanted it. I needed it, like, in order to get my resume to what it is at now, it was necessary. Uh, you were still pouty. I was still pouty. Fuck right, I'm salty about it, bitch. <laughs> salty about it. But I really did, like, a major overhaul. My resume went from two columns, smushed of the last, like, 10 years of my, like, work life, because I've been working pretty much since I was 16, um, down to one row, just, like, straight down the page with a bunch of bulleted points and a lot, a lot of corporate jargon in order to get past that, you know, system that most corporate places use mm-hmm. that, the will read you, yeah, that will read your resume and look for your keywords, um, which, will, again, we'll also get into that a little bit later. But we're going to talk about what I recommend putting on a resume. I think some things that I would recommend is leave a talking point on there for myself. I have heavy, I did heavy equipment operating uh, a few years ago. I always leave that on there because no matter what job interview I've been to, it's always a talking point. People are like, oh, that's so cool. Like you did heavy equipment operating. That's so different. How did you like it? Like, why did you leave? Like I get so many questions and it just kind of opens up the door for me to talk about something that one, I really did enjoy that job fully. Um, and two, because it makes me versatile. Like it shows that I can change and do different things in the workforce. So that's why I like to leave a talking point that is kind of outside the realm of what I do. Like, again, I'm mar- I have a lot of management experience. So leaving that weird heavy equipment operator is definitely a big talking point when I go to interviews. Yeah, I agree. I think I use like my dog training because it's always like, oh, you do dog training and like starts conversation. I think if you don't have job experience, that's, that's kind of different and mm-hmm. something to talk about. Maybe like you do even like a hobby or an interest that might spark that conversation. Absolutely. Um, another thing that I would do is highlight the qualities in the descriptions of the job that you actually like to do. So again, this comes with like research the jobs that you actually have interviews for and make sure that the job description has something in it that you actually want to do. It's not just, oh, it's management. It makes good money. Like that's why I'm here. Like, no, like highlight in your interview that, part of the description that you actually want to do and okay, somewhere so you're talking resume. about highlighting like in conversation not in conversation. highlight yeah not, not like in your resume don't Got highlight it. in yellow but I mean bring it up and talk about it in either your interview or in or kind of figure out how to write any of your job descriptions or that overview of your resume to make it seem like you're a qualified candidate for 
something because you enjoy doing I like whatever. That yeah. That's a good tip. Um, so here we're going to jump into do's and don'ts of your resume. I have a lot of do's and a lot less don'ts. So this would be kind of nice, um, which I think is pretty common. <laughs> um, so do for your resume, contact information, have a whole ass section for contact information. Yeah. Very important. And I think we have to talk about the difference between like more, um, traditional versus modern resumes. A lot of the jobs, um, that I've been seeing have been looking for like more modern resumes. Um, I always say that a resume should only be like one to two pages max. One. One is really the key. Um, so you're not putting too much, but with a more modern resume, your contact information is going to be on that top left hand side. So usually it's like your name, your address, like your contacts, phone. Please put a phone number. Mm-hmm. Please put a phone number and an email. Do you know how many times I look at resumes on Indeed? I know Indeed is a little different, but they don't have phone numbers. So then I'm trying to contact somebody for an interview via email. And although that works, it's good to have both on there. Absolutely. I would 100% recommend having an having a phone number over an email. Yeah, you come it's... across better over the phone than you do via an email. Absolutely. Um, so, um, a professional title summary slash objectives. This is what I talked about, kind of like highlighting the point of the job that you actually enjoy or something you actually like to do in the profession that you're in. Um, also make sure you include a professional title. So I know if you're more in like a senior associative kind of position in that high level position, you're going to want to say that like, I'm a senior project manager, that should be top line what it is. And then you can dive into what the jobs that you've had are at what companies and then bullet point what you kind of do in each of those jobs. Yeah, absolutely. So like lead electrician or field supervisor, whatever the position is, you really want to have that standout title. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you want to list your work experience and achievements. Um, now your work experience is like, what you did at the job so like what kind of like your title was and then the achievements would kind of be what the achievements within that job were like oh I made employee of the month employee of the month or I did we did uh 200% um on this lead project or I made us an extra four million dollars on a project like highlight those monetary percentages and things like that that'll be really important yeah and if you don't have work experience say this is like your first time making a resume you can do things like in your high school and college career so like I remember my very first resume I wrote that I got a scholarship um I got a couple of them so I listed those those could be your accomplishments or like that you um you also worked in the office so I did that would be a great thing to highlight because then you understand you kind of by working in that office you understand more of a corporate world first of all and second of all, you're probably a little bit more organized than most high school students. Yeah, and I actually left it on my resume when I got my last job because I was looking for an office position, and I wanted them to know that I had prior experience. Although it was through my high school at the time, I still had the working experience. Absolutely. Um, I think the other thing is to mention your top soft and hard skills. Now let's dive into what that I was actually say, means. I had never heard of that. I'm so glad you put it in parentheses because <laughs> I would, would have known what they were. Yeah, so this is something that's really important. So a lot of companies look for this in that same either left-hand corner that you're like putting your contact information on that side is kind of where you're going to list like skills. Yeah, um, like if I had to describe a resume, it's usually like the top left-hand corner is like your contact information, achievements, and like your objective titles and stuff like that will go underneath it. 
Um, and then you have on that bottom left-hand corner all, like, your skills, your responsibilities, like, good, like, these soft and hard um, mm-hmm. skills that you're listing. And then your work experience would be, like, the main meat on the right-hand side, bulleted with times. Yeah, so um, I decided to be a little weird, and I went reverse on that. So all of my stuff is on the right side. Well, the, you can pick templates. There's templates in right. Word. You can make your own. But that's just, like, the own. idea, generally, of, like, what a modern resume is looking like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so your soft skills, those are more personal skills. So those are things such as good communicator, teamwork, uh, did team building, uh, led lead project, like led project, or what are some other soft skills that you could think of? Anything like more personal? Yeah. It took my, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, shit. I wish I could pull up my resume. Outgoing, um, versatile. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so me and the thesaurus have a great relationship while I'm doing my resume because I if I I know a word that I would like I typically will look it up and find it a a better word to describe it absolutely so another thing for like soft skills would be like project and time management um, research and critical analysis uh, ability to work with multiple projects simultaneously yeah so like multitasking on time timely right those are more your soft skills your hard skills are like measurable skills those are kind of more like your technical proficiencies yeah so like proficient in word um Proficient in Adobe, Adobe Suite, uh, a proficient in Google Suite, professional. You Any know. certifications you may have? Absolutely, I actually would leave your certifications for a totally different section. I think it's great to kind of touch upon what those certifications might do in a technical way, but make sure that like your certifications are in a whole new section. Oh yeah, I agree. I was just saying like something. If you have a certificate in something, you can list off that skill. Right. Absolutely. Um, so those are kind of the soft and hard skills. Um, another thing to like include in your resume would be uh, addition include additional sections such as uh, languages, cert- certifications, volunteer work, etc. So especially like we talked about, if you're first time making a resume. Any volunteer work you've done is a great way to kind of fill empty space in your resume. And that's what I did with my first resume. I had my very minimal work experience, including that volunteer work in the office, but also that I listed that I was doing my charitable charitable volunteering, um, showing that initiative that I was willing to do and, you know, contribute. Absolutely. Depending on what kind of job you want and that you're, like, applying for uh, will also depend on how much information you put on a resume. So just an example would be like if you have no experience, you're fresh out of college, uh, list just student organizations, list any volunteer work you've done, uh, list any special projects that you helped any professors on or anything like that. Those are all good things to list in, you know, a first time resume. If you're doing any entry level, uh, I list all the work you've done up to now. So you, if you're in that middle zone, like I am, where I'm between like an entry level and a mid-level position, what I'm looking for, like management, but I also have just tons of other skills and I could go both ways. I have two different resumes that I send out. So I have like my, my mid-level, which is like all of the management stuff. So on that resume, all of my management experience is on there. And then on that second resume is where literally all of my other work is. So any other work that I have done that if I just want to, like, apply to just some random job that I'm like, yeah, whatever, it makes some money, but it's not what I actually want to, like, love to do, I'll just send that one off just to fill a gap. Again, your mid-level, li- uh, your mid-level list should be only experiences for the relevant job that you're applying to. 
such as management, such as if you're a project manager, if you're an engineer, like you shouldn't have work that you work at like a pizza shop or that you were working here. List only the stuff that is relevant to that mid-level position um, and highlight a lot in the bullet points as to what skills you got during that job or in ways that you helped the company grow. Um, that's really important. If you're a senior level position, list 15 years of relevant work maximum. Don't go more than that. And you should oh my keep it more to one. <laughs> try to really genuinely keep your resume to one page because I can promise you, you, you will that second page will be irrelevant. Yeah, you want to list like really like pertinent skills and work experience. That's why it should only be one page. I have personally expe- like received seven page long <gasps> resumes and I am like oh sir what are you doing <laughs> oh my god oh my god like you just don't need all of that it should be one solid page two at max so for that senior level I mean you could list the 15 years of experience but honestly in my opinion I think that you should list the most relevant yeah and maybe the more more recent ones Absolutely. that are pertaining to the job I love that you brought that up because I think that's something that we should touch upon is when you do your resume it should go in chronological order backwards most recent to the oldest at Absolutely. the end yeah um, so where would you put your certifications your work experience languages you put that at the bottom yes I I would recommend putting it at the bottom unless they're relevant to what you're doing I say that but then I'm thinking about my resume and I'm like hmm my certifications I ended up putting in a at the very beginning were at the top of my resume and then as I did a lot more reorganizing I put them off into that side section with my soft and hard skills and then my certifications that's where I was gonna put I put mine I think if you're looking at a more traditional resume which again I wouldn't recommend as much nowadays the traditional resume was like your first name at the top your title the contact information and then it was all the lists of your work experience and then at the end, like on that second page or at the very bottom was like your certs, your other languages, your skills. Yeah. So it's definitely a lot different now between traditional and modern. Absolutely. Um, and we definitely touched upon this already, but when you're like writing out those relevant course, I say relevant coursework, but um, that's actually something you can add in for if you're an entry level position or uh, yeah, fresh what out of college, majoring in. relevant coursework to any job that you're applying to. So again, you probably will have multiple resumes due to the fact that if you're a business major and you are trying to get into marketing, you're probably going to list a little bit more marketing-relevant coursework versus, like, if you are just straight business, you're going to list all your business classes. Um, So another tip for entry-level or fresh-out-of-college positions, um, adding things such as your percentages, monetary figures, if applicable. Um, This is really important. I say monetary figures in the sense of not how much you want to make at the job, but how much you may have made a company such as the $4 million, things Uh, like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, whoa. Yeah. We already (laughs) talked in the last episode about making sure that you don't talk about your job figures too soon. You definitely should not have it on your resume. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, definitely not on your resume. I just meant in the bulleted versions, like, oh, I helped save the company $4 million on this project. Um, I helped them boost their ROI by 200%, things such yeah. as that, the, those kind of monetary s- yeah, statistics, um, probably would have been a much better word. Thank you for that section. Um, you want to ta- tailor your resume to your job, uh, whatever that job is. Um, again, mul- probably having multiple resumes is a good idea like I do. Yeah. And I mean, even like me, I started off with a very traditional resume. I had no work experience. So I had like my volunteer work 
my schoolwork in the office. When I moved to my next job and it was more like pet experience and then I was applying for the assistant manager position, I really made sure that my resume was full of all of the stuff that happened at that last pet place. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, keywords are king in resumes due to the fact that it goes through an algorithm type system before it even gets onto an HR person's desk. Yeah, and this is where you might make small modifications to your resume. Um, So like if you're looking at a job position listing, you're going to pull out the keywords that they list in like the responsibilities and duties and make sure that those are listed in your resume because Mm -hmm. that's where the algorithm will pick it up. It'll scan your resume and go, ooh, she said, you know, maintaining. Great. Oh, budgeting? Perfect. Yep. And it's going to send you right through to that employer. Absolutely. Um... So some other sections that you can add, um, but I don't always recommend, is hobbies and interests. Um, I don't really recommend the hobbies and interests uh, because, honestly, people just don't care. Sad, but it's the truth. Yeah, I would say if only if hobbies and interests is completely relevant to the job that you're applying to. Yeah, like you're trying to get into uh, project management at some coding firm and you like to code. Like, okay, you do coding things or whatever. I I think something like that. I don't know why I went sailing, but I was like, oh, yeah, like if you were (laughs) trying to be a captain, you would have your sailing experience as a hobby. Mm. Yeah. Some other things uh, we kind of touched upon this already was like your languages, your certifications. Definitely add in your languages if you're applying for global companies. Yes. And I mean, even I know I touched upon it last episode, but like where I live, there's a lot of Portuguese speaking people. So a lot of job listings are looking for that bilingual. So if you make sure you list all of your languages that you speak, um, then you'll be more likely to hit the algorithm. Absolutely. Um, Certifications, again, talk about mostly the relevant ones. Um, If you took a course on time management and you're in a management type position, that's okay. List something like that on there. Like that's a good certification as long as you got an actual certification from it. If it's just a course you took, it's not necessarily relevant. Yeah, like I took a wildlife rehabilitation course. I probably wouldn't list it on my resume now. If I was staying within the animal field, I might. Right. Can I have your opinion? Would you list up to like the last um, five years of certs? Like nothing past that? Like if it's really... If it's old and not relevant, like, just do coursework like that. Have I you... I think if the certification never expires, definitely put it on there as long as it's relevant. But if it expires and it's just something that you had, don't list it because it's it's but expired. Like, how, do, how good does it look for somebody maybe that's in their 40s or 50s that they took X course in 1998? Probably not great, honestly. That, that was my thing. So, like, yes, certs are important, and I think it's good to list those types of things, but I think it should still stay fairly relevant. Absolutely, and, and up to date. So, again, say they took, like, a Microsoft class in 1998 and got a certification for it. Microsoft's changed it immensely. In 30 years. <laughs> like, if, my God, it's not going to be the same. So, I think, yes, making sure that it's relevant as well as up to date are probably something that you definitely want to look at. Um, and again, don't put skills on, like, don't lie on your resume. I will, I'll get into that later in a minute. But um, some other things to put on your resume would be publications, um, awards. Again, make sure that these things that go on your resume are something that would be relevant to your coursework. So say you're um, a, a, a scientist and you got an award in something that's relevant to a job that you're applying the for. The Nobel Peace Prize, Yeah, bitch. <laughs> say you got something like that. Like, that's important to put on a resume. If you had a specific publication in a big science magazine that talks about the topic that you're applying for, 
put that in there because um, I do know that like scientists and things like that of that nature psychologists medical field people can get publications yeah like if you're a writer and you're applying right. for a, a writing publication anything that you might have gotten published in magazines articles absolutely good to know yep um and that goes right there the publications and awards both of them um only highlight this is if it's relevant um volunteer experience um if you need to fill space at the end um, you can highlight this. Uh, it kind of gives the employer a good idea that you are someone who likes to give back to the community. Um, but I don't think that it's necessarily relevant or that it's necessary all the time. I don't. I do like to fill out at me, like, personally, because I do like to show that, it, you know, I contribute to my community. Yeah, absolutely. Not I think that I'm charitable, that I contribute, and I will be more willing to do that and also further the company's values. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I think it is a good point if you need to fill some space, if, like, you're feeling like, oh, man, like, I feel like I'm missing something, something yeah. like that. But, like, if your work experience is right up to the end of the first page, just Cut it. it out. Yeah, cut out. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's not anything. It is something that, again, if you want to bring it up in, in the interview process, when they say, if they ask you a question, and don't worry, um, I think next week we'll be talking more about job interviews and questions and things like that. So yeah, we can definitely touch upon that. But Your um, resume is like the golden ticket, and mm-hmm. then when you get to Willy Wonka's chocolate <laughs> is when you can make those other suggestions. Absolutely. You can tell them about your, your volunteer work or whatever. Um, personal projects. Again, this kind of goes with that publications and awards section only if it's relevant. So say you're working like for myself, I'm working on social media management, but that's like personal. That's for me to grow my brand and my business. But it's relevant if I start applying for management positions or even marketing management positions. Um, So it's great to put that on there and then kind of list any relevancy or anything you've been working on in that project. Um, Extracurricular activities. I don't recommend this, if I'm being honest. I think this kind of flows nicely into the I do nots of a resume. Um, I don't recommend putting anything such as like, oh, I like to video game and like things like that because one, people again don't care and two, this may lead you to talk about things in your actual interview process that you don't want your employer actually knowing about you. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) you got to put the curtain back a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Shouldn't be a free show here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So some things that I would say would be a don't, a picture of yourself. Oh, let me take this one because I know I brought it. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I think a picture of yourself is great for like your LinkedIn but it is not a place on your resume. Unfortunately, in the world that we live in, you are judged quickly upon your appearance. Absolutely. Whether that is that you're pretty um, or that you're not. So it's your race, um, any characteristics that are defining. Maybe you're pregnant and it's showing that in the photo. Like, Or you you're can, not fully dressed to the nines in your photo. You can quickly get discriminated and then X'd out of the hiring process with a photo. Absolutely. And it's sad, but it's genuinely the truth, unfortunately. Well, that's where the I think the modern templates kind of fall short is a lot of templates will have Ugh. a spot for a photo. If anything, I say just put either like take it out entirely or if you want, like put your initials. Yeah. Um, like I put, always put like mine on A, B, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, done. Yeah. Um. I don't think you can really jazz it up with anything else. I think that you're kind of taking away from your resume at that point. Absolutely. Do not put your date of birth. Please. If you're old, (laughs) they're judging you. If you're young, they're They're judging judging you. you. Yeah. Let 
your work experience speak for you, not your age or your physical appearance. This last one. <laughs> we love this last one. Unprofessional email addresses. I'm cackling because I just recently had this. I can't give out the person's email, but it was so freaking hilariously unprofessional. <laughs> um, but I have come across in most business places people have unprofessional email addresses which is crazy to me and they don't even think twice about it no. like i have seen working like even just as a cust like customer relation to the register like i love you know pussy i love titties like i'm uh, like why like did, did you not make one for you can make a free one did you know that with gmail that's got your first and your last name that would be <laughs> nice thank you yeah you want to make sure you're reading your email and then it's like short sweet and professional yeah like not hard to spell it's not something like a word jumble to try to say over the phone i have a terribly long last name that no one can spell or pronounce and i very rarely use it in my actual email i actually use my first and my middle name yeah most of the time mine's my first and my middle name but for my particularly for this one it's literally my last name and my first name so that way if like they're like oh I don't know oh it's just her last name and first name perfect like yeah. make it so it's relevant and easy to remember can I call you out on your old email yeah call me out on it call me out <laughs> okay, on it bitch so Jocelyn, Jocelyn had an old email that said it was honeypot mm -hmm. correct 314 <laughs> honeypot <laughs> and she's obviously she's so innocent she loves Winnie the Pooh she was yep. like oh you know that's probably taken so I used honeypot I immediately knowing street slang was like oh the honeypot I'm catching the honeypot I'm eating the honeypot I had pussy. no idea I literally <laughs> had no idea literally until five minutes before we started recording this episode and this girl <laughs> brings it up to me <laughs> And so, like, you never know what you're going to encounter. Don't use unprofessional email addresses. Mm -hmm. I think you also made a great point. Um, somebody in the past had told you to only use, like, certain um, email yeah, platforms. So like, so, like, don't use, like, a Yahoo because, like, Yahoo is pretty irrelevant nowadays. <laughs> yes. And, like, AOL. If you use AOL, I'm judging you because, like... <laughs> It's so old. I remember having an AOL. Mm -hmm. It's like my spam account email now. Like, if it's in the age of dial-up, it's not relevant That's anymore. what mine was. That's why I don't have it anymore. Yeah, so like Gmail or Outlook. Outlook. You can create free email addresses. And it's also going to get you to start using the platform. So people that, like, Outlook is commonly used within the workplace, Absolutely. especially in office. Um, so if you start using an Outlook, you'll get used to it and you can then list it on your resume. Right. But Outlook and Gmail are like top performing platforms that often are used, which is why it makes it relevant to Absolutely. use. I totally. I don't want to be seeing AIM. No. <laughs> I don't want to see AOL. I don't want to see Juno. I don't want to see Yahoo. I don't want to see, what are some other awful ones that I've seen? I haven't even heard of Juno. Juno. Yeah. That's what, that's what I used to use. Never heard of it. Yeah. Therefore, it's not relevant. It's dial-up. Therefore, you're not getting the job. It's dial-up, bitches. We're from that age, okay? Hotmail. Oh, hotmail. Oh, my God. Uh, was it Comcast? No, it's Cox. Cox? I think so. At, or at Comcast. Yeah, Comcast is one. Um, I don't think Comcast is necessarily unprofessional, but I think just if, like Alyssa said, if you're using a Gmail or an Outlook, you're probably using that platform, and you can get accustomed to using that, especially in a corporate world. And that's just facts. Facts. Um, I can tell you that after I did some research on this topic, I had to go back and edit my resume. <laughs> because I definitely, for a while, uh, was keeping the last, like, 
seven years, it, that's usually a good, if you're entry level to mid level, keeping about seven years of your past experiences of jobs is probably good on a resume. I think much more outside of that realm, unless you're a senior associate, associate that it doesn't matter. Like more than seven years is too much. Yeah, again, I think I go back to five, five years or less, unless it's, like, immediately relevant. Yeah, Um, so a lot of my job experience, I've had management jobs since I was, you know, just starting college, and that's my 20s, so I'm I'm about to turn 27, that's seven years ago, but it's still relevant because it's management experience. I think making sure that your resume is relevant. I was gonna say, like, if you could take anything away from this, it's, like, use a thesaurus, write down your, your... responsibilities and just like not upcycle <laughs> fine tune yes your wording and then go and modernize your resume absolutely keep and it relevant keep it pertaining to the job um add your certs and skills absolutely and you're good yeah um i would like to touch upon something dates as far as when your jobs start and end yeah if you have space. Okay, I was like, please don't tell me that's irrelevant, bitch, because I just spend so much time no, no, trying no, to no. figure out my timeline. No, I do. <laughs> I, I keep track of mine on the side, like, what date, days, months, years I actually, like, start and ended, because sometimes jobs will ask you for that. Yep. Um, as well as, like, references and stuff, but I'm talking about, like, if you have space. I had, um, I've seen across my desk come resumes that have huge chunks of times missing, and I'm like, well, what happened? Oh, it's been five years. And that, like, will usually tell the employer to, like, ask yeah. during the interview. And you're like, so, like, what happened during 2010 to 2015? Like, where were you? Yeah. Um, as well as keeping, like, relevant information. So maybe you are unemployed. Maybe you're self-employed. I think we should talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think if you're self-employed, you need to put on your resume, self-employed for five years, starting a business and it failed. You can be blunt and honest about it. Like, I mean, I know that sounds shitty, but like, it doesn't leave that massive gap in your resume. Yeah. I mean, you can also list, I think even self-employment is the easier one because you can just list what things you were doing while you were self-employed for yourself. Doing payroll, uh, you know, scheduling, scheduling, budgeting, absolutely. All those things, um, I think are just... Again, also things that you can put in the soft skills section if you can't fit it underneath your work experience. Don't forget that. Like, I put on mine scheduling because I did a lot of scheduling for most of my management jobs. I had to, at one moment or another or all the time, do the scheduling. So adding those little things, knowing how to budget, making sure you're you're knowing your ROIs, things like that. If those are things that you're doing in your daily job now, add that into your soft or hard skills. Um, where it is applicable and if it can't fit underneath where you're bulleting your work experience. Sounds good. Yeah. So unemployment or spans of time where you're not working, what's your recommendation? I mean, I think if you're unemployed, just leave it empty and then just be honest with your employer that you were unemployed, you were looking for a job, either, you know, tell them that there was a medical incident, whatever the reason you were unemployed for, I think just leave it that way and bring that up in the interview process. I do think that that is sometimes why people will leave the dates that they were there off of their resume because, you know, oh, somebody did have a job for two years and then they stopped. They became a mom or a dad right. for five years and then they picked up the workforce again. So, like, there are chunks of time where if you didn't list those dates, it'd be less relevant because you just have your work history. Yeah. If you are going to include those dates, just something to think about. 
when you're writing it out. Yeah. I mean, I've always been someone who's had two jobs. So unfortunately, I've had to really like shrink my resume because I'm like, okay, is this job relevant? It was literally at the same time I was working this job, which is way more relevant. So list this one and take this one out. I think you have the urge to write a bunch of bullet points. But especially when you have a decent work history, you don't need that. Like, two or three will suffice. Um, I'm a grammatics person, so, like, you should be writing, like, um, oh, you shouldn't be writing, oh, I handled the schedule. No, like, scheduled multiple calendars. Like, you're using the verb as your first part of the sentence and just, like, going straight to the point. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Anything else? No. I think that pretty much wraps it up. I think the only other thing to talk about would be your actual formatting of your resume, like fonts, um, colors, thoughts upon that. I would love to know because like I do recommend using like maybe like one bold color, like a blue, a red, something that like stays in line with you and your professionalism that like maybe like that side section is like dark blue i was gonna you literally just called out my resume (laughs) so the side of my resume where i keep my contact information my soft and hard skills and my certifications is a blue it's in the blue scale and then it's a dark blue at the background and then where i write the little like technical proficiency that little thing is just like a lighter blue than the dark blue background again yes i think that's great but I don't think your text should be colored. Don't col- don't color everything. So I kept things very in line. And the fact that like, um, I do believe that I made my dates. I think my whole resume, I use dark blue as the color. Like my fonts are dark blue because that matches my resume. But if you are using a red or a yellow, do not use yellow fonts. Use black. Like, stick to black, navy blue. Like, those two colors are fine because those are pen colors. Think about it that way. Yeah, and I didn't think about it up until now, but I don't think using lighter colors is going to go very well for you because it's, one, a printing issue in case the person's running out of toner, but, two, if someone happens to have a, um, if they have color blindness of any sorts, they could have hard trouble reading um, or viewing it. So, usually, like, those darker colors that are more noticeable. Absolutely. Or, or using the bold font. Um, something like that will bring attention to it without, yeah. but I think, you, I think it's like checks. You should do blue or black. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know in my resume, uh, I use like when I list my title, that's bolded. My title is bolded. And then afterwards I list the company, but it's unbolded and usually in a smaller font. Like it's the same font, but it's smaller. So it's not as important as to where I worked, but it's more important as to what I did in that work. And then my time is underneath and usually again, in a much lighter font. Um, say I usually keep the same font across the board. Um, I, I think if you want to play anything, it'd be like your name. Maybe I think for me, I think the titles of everything are in like a serif font, which is something that has little legs. And then the rest, the rest of my stuff is like a sans serif. So it's like a very flat font, like a Helvetica or an Ariel versus using like a Times New Roman or something of that sort. Yeah, for the it needs to be sections. legible for Absolutely. sure. Um, something that also that just popped into my head is this is completely optional, but I do think it is helpful, especially with your employer. Um, some people do have more difficult names to pronounce. Sometimes writing in either your pronouns or also how you pronounce your name mm-hmm. might be helpful. That way you're walking in open. Like, I appreciate someone who writes out their name so that when I call them and I'm like, hey, so-and-so, I can yeah. actually pronounce their name. Or I'll ask usually on the first, like, once they 
come into the building. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's a really great point that you make, making sure that something is like kind of phonetically spelled out, especially if you have a difficult name to say or people just always mispronounce your name. I think putting the phonetics in there would be really great for people to know. Yeah, but I think that's all my tips. I mean, you did a great job covering our notes. I, I think that resume work is important, although begrudgingly done. <laughs> Um, you know you'll be catching my ass updating my resume right after this episode. So I think we're going to sign off here. And I'd like to say follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast. And I thank you for listening. Upgrade that resume, and we'll see you with your new job. Shout us out if you get a new job based off the resume work. <laughs>